What is happening, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of Senate the Podcast. Welcome to the battlefield of entrepreneurship, where the rookies become legends. I'm your host, Ola Shaw, and today we're getting real with a rising star in the game, Caleb Towers. He's not your typical entrepreneur. He's a web wizard, SEO sorcerer, and lead generation extraordinaire. Get ready to send it. Let's go. That's right. What is up, everyone? Thank you so much again for being here on Send It the Podcast. Again, if you like this show, if we're providing you any type of value at all, please go to at sendit.hawaii on Instagram and follow us on whatever whatever station, channel you're listening to us on right now. And that's right. Again, folks, we have Caleb Towers in the Send It Podcast Garage Kicking Butt Studio. And uh, what's up, man? Please say hello and... Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, wow. Well, thank you for uh, for having me. Pretty stoked to be here. Um, yeah, so my name's Caleb. I actually, I'm from the Portland area. Um, I'm visiting Hawaii. So we've been here for the last 10 days. But um, yeah, like the intro said, I, uh, I'm i in digital marketing. I've uh, been so for six plus years. So I, I, you know, I don't have the track record of some people that have been in the, the industry for super long, but those six years have been really, really impactful. I just learned a lot. And um, I just started a company called CPC Leads, uh, where we help home service businesses just acquire more customers. Simply put, um, that's kind of how I would introduce our company. And we do so through uh, digital ads, uh, web design development, um, content writing, uh, email marketing, and uh, sales funnels. So we really, yeah, offer the whole, the full table. That That is epic, man. So just jumping right into this here, what inspired you to venture into your into entrepreneurship at all? And how did you navigate the initial challenges of starting your own business? Yeah, for sure. So I think I've always kind of had the uh, entrepreneurial bug, um, as they call it, even from like when I was a little kid, um, just uh, I would like start little businesses and sell stuff to my brothers, you know, like Hot Wheels and baseball cars and stuff like that. And uh, my, my mom would uh, monitor the prices to make sure I wasn't scamming them, which, you know, of course I tried to do. Uh, but I think I just had that from a young age. And then that, that carried through to high school um, where I was part of business clubs and stuff like that. And in the college, I just, I think I always knew I wanted to run uh, my own business and kind of do things um, my way a little bit. Um, so, so yeah, so I, I ended up working in marketing for five years for a, um, a company in Portland. I was our design and uh, marketing director. Um, so I, I learned a lot that way, but I, I wanted to do, again, I wanted to do my own thing. Um, so I took that knowledge and, and then decided to, to go off on my own. Um, just really try to learn as much as possible, but always had that in the back of my mind that, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to be starting a business. So I, I wanted just to be a sponge, soak up all that knowledge. Um, yeah, I had the opportunity to talk and work with a lot of business owners because I played a big part in their marketing, digital marketing strategy. So I, I got to learn a lot from a lot of different people in different industries. And I think that was really, really helpful. Oh, that's awesome. That's uh that's really insightful. Um, can you share, like, as you know, we're all entrepreneurs. There's really good times, but then there is really hard times. Can you share a specific hardship that you faced and the lessons you learned from overcoming it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I would say the biggest hardship is honestly being patient and just putting your head down, um, getting to work. I think, I don't know the statistic, but I, it's something like 99% of businesses fail within the first year, um, especially in the digital marketing space. We see a lot of companies, a lot of, you know, even kit like 
14, 15, 6 year old kids coming up um, and, and trying their hand at this and then and then failing within a few months because they're watching all these YouTube videos, these gurus that promise, hey, you know, if you do this, you know, overnight, you're going to be a success. You're going to start making 10K a month, 20K a month. It's really easy. You know, you just got to do these three magical steps, but it's really not like that. <laughs> you got to put in, put in the work. You got to put your head down and be patient. Um, so yeah, I would say that that'd be kind of a hardship. Um, one of our, uh, my business's, um, outreach strategies is content creation. So we're, we're starting to create a bunch of content uh, for social media because we really want to establish ourselves as, as an authority and show people that we know what we're doing. Uh, but that takes a lot of time. And I don't think even when I first started that I was um, really prepared for that. Uh, but my business owner or my business partner, excuse me, um, is really big in the content space. And, and, and he said, you know, we just got to We got to create a bunch of content. We got to be patient. We got to get that content out there. We can't just uh, try something for a couple of weeks and, and not see the immediate results and think, oh, this doesn't work, you know, or, or oh, we're a failure. You got to You got to be consistent. You got to really be consistent uh, and, and patient and then good things will come. Uh, but I think a lot of businesses, they just bail early. Um, they, they, they don't see the instant gratification, which I think is a, you know, bigger, bigger story. That's a big part of our society. We want instant gratification all the time, you know, um, tons of, uh, stimuli, uh, surrounding us. Uh, but, but, but you got, you got to be patient. You got to put your head down and, and, and set that, that, um, foundation. Nice. So in the early stages, you talked about, you know, from when you were a kid to through high school business clubs, and then working with all these different experienced companies, um, but in the early stages of your startup, what strategies did you employ to secure funding and or any support for your business ideas? Yeah, sure. Well, honestly, it, it's all self-funded. So it's me uh, and my business partner. The The cool thing about our space um, in our industry, it doesn't have a lot of overhead. You know, you have a computer, you have, there's tons of um, digital tools out there, you know, like Canva, Adobe, um, Figma, all, all that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know if your listeners are familiar with all of that, but I'm um, just... Uh, digital tools. So really, there wasn't a lot of money to start this company. Um, we invested, again, in digital tools that make our workflow easier, that make our uh, product better. Um, but it's really the knowledge, I would say. that That's really our biggest investment is in our in our knowledge, in our skills, and in ourselves. So we didn't have to go out and do a bunch of funding or um, get some uh, private investors or anything like that. It's It was all self-funded um, by my business partner and I. Um, so yeah, I don't know if that's a great answer to that question, um, but that's that's really it's simple. But that's really what we did. No, that's amazing. If you can ever start a business outside of being in debt, that's the best way to do it. So I applaud you at that. So how do you maintain resilience, and how do you stay motivated when you're faced with setbacks or failures in this journey? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for me, uh, I have a great business partner. Um, so I don't know if you're familiar with um, kind of the there's a, uh, this thing where it's like there's integrators and there's there's visionaries. I'm definitely more on the visionary side. So I'm always, um, you know, thinking kind of bigger picture. And sometimes uh, I bite off a little bit more than I can chew. And I, I'm kind of got my hands in a bunch of different pots. Well, my business partner is a total integrator. So he handles the, you know, day-to-day -day organization. He kind of organizes my, my life. So it's been a really nice uh, business marriage, <laughs> as we call it. Um, but he, so he's really definitely on the organizational side. Um, kind of, you know, we got to do these steps to get here where I'm more thinking kind of big picture. So we, we integrate really well together. Um, but he's been really helpful because kind of like I, I mentioned before, um, I would like try something out for a week or two and be like, Hey, you know, this isn't, this isn't going where I want it to go. And he's, he would have to 
constantly remind me, you know, we got to, we got to stay patient at this, you know, we can tweak things here and there, but we got to collect data. We got to, we got to take these steps. We got to be patient. Um, so again, when, when faced with resilient or when faced with challenges and to stay resilient, he's been a big encourager um, for sure. And just, you know, I do a lot of research and, um, you know, I learned from guys like Alex Hermosi, Sabri Subi, you know, a bunch of those guys. And again, they'll preach like consistency, stay at it. You know, don't, don't just give up. Don't, don't get out of the game early. Um, you you got to stick with it again, just because you don't see success overnight doesn't mean that's not going to be successful. So just learning from those guys, again, being a sponge, um, and even like you all are learning from you as well, uh, just really been, uh, been helpful, um, to remember to stay the course, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. So yeah, just kind of preaching that. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. And and uh, those are both uh, really like not- notable guys that you mentioned there. And so that kind of rolls into my next question about mentorship. What role has mentorship played in your path to success so far on your journey? And how did you go about finding those mentors who could guide you through like all of the challenges that you face? I think you were talking about your business partner. Kind of sounds like a mar- uh, mentor and a partner, but outside of that, um, yeah. yeah, how'd you go about that? Yeah, for sure. So I don't have... Um, you know, I know a lot of business owners, they'll, they'll, they'll have a mentor or a coach. I know coaching is really big right now. Uh, I don't have a dedicated coach or, or mentor that I come to with a lot of questions. Um, yeah, I mean, all of you, I've, I've asked you a bunch of stuff through the, through the years. You've helped me out a lot. Um, same thing with chemo, um, which is, uh, you know, running. You've helped us. Or, I think you've helped me and chemo both a lot also oh, I appreciate on that. the website yeah. and SEO side yeah. of things. So it's, a. Uh, it's a reciprocal feeling. It's been a good relationship. Yeah, yeah for yep. sure. Uh, but so I don't have a dedicated coach, but again, it's learning from like the guys that are doing it. Um, and, and the cool thing about today's world, we can learn anything with a smartphone or computer and some Wi-Fi. So there's so much free information. It's pretty mind blowing, like on YouTube or just Google. And, and these guys are giving away so much valuable information for free. Um, or maybe you have to spend a little bit for one of their books, but whatever, it's it's a good investment into yourself. So I would say, you know, a lot of those mentors have been these guys that have gone forward have they know what they're doing um so just learned a ton from them and then again for my old job uh just picking the brains of so many different business owners when you're in digital marketing you really want to learn about your clients businesses you want to learn the insides and outs so that's been a really unique and good situation to be in for all those years just learning about business from from all these different people so i would say my mentors are a bunch of different (laughs) sources it's not one particular person but it's just been through the years all these different people just kind of picking you know nuggets here and there and just being a sponge you just gotta you gotta be humble you gotta you gotta know that you're not gonna know everything um and these people know more than you so just just sit there and learn um that that'd be some practical advice that's epic and i couldn't agree with you more um now i feel like in every entrepreneur's journey um and i know for me i i back in the day called it the aha moments, right? And I know you just you you have just started one of your newer businesses, but was there a pivotal moment in any part of your entrepreneurial career when you realized that what you were doing and you know what you were going after uh, was gaining traction and moving towards success? Yeah, for sure. I always just had kind of a mental number in my head, um, 10 clients. And then I, I really would, that, that's kind of my first milestone. So when I hit that, um, that was kind of the first aha moment. Like, okay, I can provide value for, for, for companies and, and scale it, right? It's not just one company I'm doing this for, kind of like a one-off or an outlier, but it's actually multiple companies that I'm, I'm 
helpful. And, and what's really big for me is retention. So retaining those clients for a long period of time, because it just shows that they're happy to stick with you. Because in digital advertising, I mean, there's high turnover. Companies will bounce around uh, pretty, pretty consistently. So uh, we have a pretty high uh, retention rate um, just holding those clients, which means they find our service valuable. But I always just, I thought 10. I don't know. That's just kind of an arbitrary number. Um, but that's really when I thought, okay, I can do this. Um, we can really scale uh, this this business. Our our goal for 2024 is uh, 60 clients. Um, so we got a little work to do. But um, yeah, once I hit 10, uh, that was that was kind of a aha moment for me. I'd say. No, that's great because that 10 easily turns into 100. Those 10 people easily have 10 friends. That when you're providing that value, they'll go out there and tell those friends about that thing, and then boom, the go giver. Have you read that? I've not read that book, but um, I think you were telling me about it. Yeah, highly recommend it. Uh, I think they mentioned if you can get 10 loyal customers, and again, creating loyal customers, you gotta you gotta put an extra value. You gotta give those clients extra value for them to be loyal. Because if if you're not giving them value, they're not gonna go out and tell people about you. So you you really have to go the extra mile, provide as much value as possible, especially early on. Even if you're 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 losing money on some of your work, you're not initially maybe maybe you're giving stuff away for free, but you know that it's gonna come back to you in the long run. So you gotta you again play that long game, um invest uh, in yourself. Um, but just know early on, yeah, you may have to give give some value away for free, but then you're going to create those customers for life. And then like you were saying, oh, they can go tell 10 friends and you know, it can really exponentially grow pretty quickly just from those 10 first clients. So I always kind of, you know, keep that mindset. Totally. And that, that's called the go giver, right? Cool. So now, um, you know, entrepreneurship, it takes, it often takes not just often. Entrepreneurship takes calculated risks. You have to be able to make those things. Can you share an instance where taking a risk paid off and where it contributed to the growth of your venture? Yeah. I mean, the first calculated risk was leaving my job um, as a marketing and design director at a a Portland agency that I worked with, um, leaving my job and going full time. I would say that it was the biggest calculated risk, especially when you have a family uh, to support. So, um, for any entrepreneurs out there that are maybe working nine to five, um, but they're you know dreaming and, and thinking about how they can go full time, um, I would definitely say start while you're while you have that full time job. Um, start a side hustle. Um, and what I always or what I learned is don't jump ship until you make more from your side hustle than you do at your regular job. Um, so that was what. I kept in mind. Um, and then once I did hit that number, then I, I was able to um, uh, jump ship to go full-time work work for myself. But I would highly recommend to work on a side hustle while you're doing your full-time job um, because then it can kind of help you get that framework and that's that foundation before you just go, you know, full on head deep um, into entrepreneurship. Um, yeah, that might mean some early mornings or late nights, um, but that's why they make uh, coffee makers um, and you just got to you know grind away at it. But hey, if you want to go after your dream, you, you might have to have some late nights. And um, that's definitely my experience. I know everyone might have a different experience, but I would recommend, uh, yeah, working on a side hustle before um, going full into full-time work for yourself. Totally. That's exactly how I got started. Just worked a nine to five job and worked on my first business venture on the side. So I think that's great advice. So as you know, managing a startup, managing your business, it requires wearing multiple hats. How do you prioritize tasks and how do you maintain balance between the, just the different various aspects of your business? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So when I first got started, I thought, you know, this is awesome. I'm going to have all day, you know, all this free time and flexibility to, to do all the, all my work. It's going to be, it's going to be really easy and I'm going to have so much time on my hands. Well, I, 
quickly after going full-time learned that that's not the case. There's a lot of tasks internally, you know, working on your own business side, as well as externally, you know, working with doing stuff for your clients. Cause at the end of the day, you have to produce <laughs> for your clients to, to grow your business. So we have a lot of different stuff that we do. Um, so it's, it can be, it can be tricky again, having in my case, a business owner or a business partner who's an integrator definitely has helped. It's helped keep me focused, helped keep me in check. Um, so that, that's been a big strength uh, for me. Um, I read a book uh, called The One Thing, and I'm blanking on the author right now, but that, that book totally transformed how I think about productivity and day-to-day um, because a big thing in that book is we only have so much mental power in our in our mental bank that we we can spend throughout the day so we need to spend it on the things that matter most um so that's really uh if i were to sum up that book um but anyway highly recommend the book i would check it out for any entrepreneurs out there really helped how i think um so we we really try to stay focused on the big things um early on in the day um and we 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 do things like time blocking you know making sure that we're, we're hitting our our numbers, hitting the things that we need to do. Um, and it, it's a process that evolves over time. You're going to learn what works for you, but I'd definitely be cognizant of an intentional of trying to schedule out things um, and just realizing that you only have so much mental capacity in a day. So you got to use it on the things that are going to gonna lead to, you know, the most profitability for your company and revenue and um, things like that. But yeah, so I've had to learn a lot about uh, just scheduling things out and again we really do blocked so you know within the two hours we have to do this the two hours we have to do this um it just really that helps us stay focused because we have so much to do um which is a good thing but uh we also have to yeah make sure that we're hitting our hitting our daily goals yeah my biggest my biggest thing too was uh learning how to make multiple pots of coffee as quickly as possible <laughs> but i love that that's awesome in this rapidly like changing business landscape. How do you stay innovative and adaptable to market trends? And uh, what advice do you have for fellow entrepreneurs in this regard? Oh, yeah. So in digital, the digital advertising space, that is constantly changing. I mean, it could change daily. You know, we're, we use tools like Google ads and Facebook ads, and th- those are always changing. They always have updates or different laws even or, or whatever. So we're always on our toes. Um, you, you definitely have to be watching what's going on in your in your industry so we're, we're always we're always on top of it um you know checking out what's going on uh an example is this whole ai um boom that we're seeing uh, in chat gpt and i remember when chat gpt first came out there are a lot of graphic designers digital marketers web developers that were scared out of their minds because they thought this was going to you know take over their jobs and the 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 reality is yes you know it, it may it may replace some people's jobs and that's just the reality of it but the way we see it for our business, it's a benefactor. It's something not to be afraid of, but you, you you need to adapt to it. You need to figure out how can you integrate this into your business uh, that's gonna help your workflow, help your service, help your product um, get even better. So like for AI and ChatGPT, we use that every day and we're looking at new ways uh, to, to use it to again make our make our business better so don't be afraid of new technology don't be afraid of all these these new things You're, you you got to learn how to use it so i think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be scared and um they're going to go the other way and they're going to be dinosaurs they're they're going to sink um so you, you got to rise up and and figure out how you can again adapt with this evolving landscape um figure out how these things can make your business better. Um, and that's what we're doing. And I see a lot of successful business owners in the same space and outside of it doing the same thing. 
Um, but I think new technology is a good thing. So let's uh, innovate and grow together. Totally, totally. So now just reflecting on your journey, this whole, this entrepreneurial journey, everything that you've been through in your life, that's led you up to this moment. What key piece of advice would you give to another aspiring entrepreneur if they're, you know, just, if they're just getting started in this whole game? Yeah, for sure. Um, one thing I learned early on is you're, you can't do it all. Um, you can't do it all on your own. So I would definitely advise learn as much as possible. Like I said, always, always be a sponge, learn from others, but don't be afraid to delegate. Don't be afraid to hire a contractor. Don't be afraid to hire another company that can do a specific thing that again is going to help your business, help your workflow and just make your product and service stronger. So like I've hired plenty of contractors on Fiverr for things that I don't want to spend a whole day on because that's, that's going to actually make me lose money opposed to hiring a contractor who's going to get done quicker, do it better. And then we're going to actually make more money in the long run. But I think a lot of young entrepreneurs, they're really scared to spend money because they just see it as I'm losing money. No, you got to invest money. You got you to spend money to make it. So early on, uh, I know not a lot of young entrepreneurs may not have a lot of cash flow to invest in things. So you got to be smart about it. But definitely don't be afraid to uh, delegate tasks. Um, it's going to help your business grow quicker. Uh, you're going to be stronger. And again, at the end of the day, your clients don't really care who you hire to do the thing as long as they're getting a great product and service at the end of the day. If it's working, helping their bottom line, they don't care. <laughs> so just know know that. So yeah, don't be afraid to delegate. Don't be afraid to partner with, with others. You, you just can't know everything, right? You can try, but you got to focus on what you're good at um, and what's going to help your business. Um, so don't be afraid to bring others in. Um, that would probably be something that's really stood out to me um, and that I've adapted for my business and it's already paid dividends. That's a great piece of advice. Now, before we wrap up here, I wanted to ask you, is there anything else? Like, again, you gave a really good key piece of advice, but is there anything else that you would want the send it podcast listeners to know about business, about entrepreneurship? Yeah. Um, um that's a good question. Um, I would definitely say plan, you know, be, be proactive, but you're again, Things are going to come your way that, that you just can't foresee, right? So you need to be flexible. Just know that challenges are going to come, uh, but but push through those challenges. Just look at them as opportunities to make you stronger um, and just know that, yeah, like you may hit hardships, um, but, but the ones that make it are the ones that push through, that find solutions when they are faced with a hardship. Again, 99% of businesses fail because I think when the first sign of hardship, they're out, right? They're, they're, um, they're folding. They think, oh, this isn't for me or, um, you know, I, I can't do this, but no, <laughs> just like in sports or anything, you know, when face the challenges, you got to rise up and the, the ones that are successful, you know, the Michael Jordans out there, the Christian McCaffrey's, those guys, they put through hardships. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you talking about <laughs> San Francisco right now? Hey, I'm a Bay Area <laughs> kid. So you know what? Yeah. I'm a big Niners fan. I know, I know all is a Seahawks fan, so yep, that's a bummer. Yep. Um, but, uh, <laughs> But yeah, I would just say, like we talked about earlier, stay resilient. Um, challenges will make you stronger and uh, it's just going to make make your business better. So stay with it. Cool. So now if any of our listeners want to contact you to possibly utilize your services or just even ask you questions, how can they get a hold of you? What's your, do you have a website? Do you have some 
uh, social media or a way for them to yeah, contact we, you? We better have a website being a web, web development <laughs> company. Um, cpcleads.co uh, is where you can reach us um, and check out our services. Um, I do have an Instagram. I think it's the, the Caleb Towers. Um, but yeah, we just go to our website. We got all our contact information there. Uh, again, we, we help home service businesses. So think plumbers, HVAC, roofers, painters, uh, get more customers and um, see a, a good return on their investment. So that's what we're about. We're laser, laser focused on that. And what's that website again? Uh, cpcleads.co. Yeah. So you can get some information there. cpcleads.co. Yeah. Yeah. It's cost per click uh, leads. That That's what it stands for. But it's also the name of... Um, it's uh, our Caleb, Philip, and then Christian. So it's our it's our name. So it kind of works out, anyways. Um, yeah. So we're we're there uh, to to help businesses grow. That's really our our um our thing. That's so epic. Well, thanks so much for being on the show today. Keep up your jujitsu game, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, yeah no, uh, that's that's a thinking man's game for sure. But uh, yeah, yeah, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your knowledge. And uh, thanks again. And have a great rest of your day and trip here in Hawaii. Yeah, thanks all. Thanks for having me. Stoked to be here. Very welcome. And to all of you out there, thank you so much for being here with us on Send It, the podcast. Again, find us on Instagram at sendit.hawaii and subscribe to us. Leave us some feedback. Let us know how we're doing. You want to hear something else? Let us know. We're having fun doing this. And as we wrap up this adrenaline-fueled episode, remember, success favors the relentless. Caleb Towers just gave us backstage passes to the hustle, proving that even the new kids on the block can redefine the game. If you're craving more wisdom, more grind, and more victories, please stay tuned. Keep pushing, stay hungry, and remember, the relentless rise never stops. Until next time, this is Ola Shaw signing off on another episode of Send It, the podcast. Oh,